1: highland intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com
2: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time
3: and if you love the filet of fish,
4: right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba da ba ba ba.
2: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's pre-market prep with your host Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the petty. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Elkanen and Dennis Dick on our show today. I guess we're coming near the end of the earnings season here. We got a number of companies reporting after the close yesterday, but I think about 10% of The S and P 500 has yet to report, so we're almost through the end here of the the Q three earnings season. Talk about that. Talk about some notable ratings we had as well. Our guest today, Bill Baruch, the uh, president. Uh, Blue Line Futures. He would join us at 8.35. In the meantime, Joel,
3: what's the word here overnight? It must be uh, must be something good. It's choppy. It's a real choppy session here. Nice 14-point range, spiked up to 90.50. I think that maybe on some China news. That was overnight, so that's your pre-market high. I don't have anything up there for you, folks. Yesterday's high And your all time high, 30.97. Looks like that may hold up today, the way we're trading as we speak. Uh, Pre market low, 76.75. Not much down there either. Uh, Thursday's interday low, right in that area, 78.75. So that's your support for now. Thursday, the real low from Thursday, another good support point would be 70 and a quarter. Uh, crude. Uh, man, this thing is just up and down around 57. Now we're below 57, down 75 cents at 50. gold, now we're moving away from 1,500, down 6.10 at 1,480.40. We have silver in the red here, now under $17, down 24 cents to 1,677. And Bitcoin holding on to 9,000 by the hair of its chinny chin chin, down $2.10 at 9,010. Triple D, you must have traded, I would say, no less than 10,000 shares of uh, BKNG last night.
0: That would have been uh, funny. You know what? You just got When a company disappoints, you want to be the second company to report because Expedia set the bar so low. I thought about this with Booking. It was down. Booking was down 150 points in sympathy with the Expedia move. I thought about taking BKNG long, because I was like, if they say anything even remotely okay, the stock is bound to rally. Well, here it is. Expedia gets absolutely destroyed yesterday, and I mean, that was the loser of the day. And we had some pretty good losers with Roku, obviously, yesterday, but Expedia trumped them all. Chip Advisor was down significantly on its earnings as well. And then Booking hadn't even said anything yet, but we just hit that down 150 points just because. And you see it this morning, BKG bouncing back. Spencer, the report must have been okay. It was okay. And if you're not
2: sure, just wait and see what the analysts do the following morning. So booking yesterday, Q3 EPS, they beat uh, $45.36. Man, they
0: got to do a a split or something. $45. They like the high price. They're trying to go after Warren Buffett.
2: Yeah, that's what they made. They're expected to make $44.57, so EPS beat sales was a slight miss. But if you weren't sure whether it was good or not, analysts this morning are coming in and raising their price targets. Stifo raising theirs, UBS
0: raising theirs. So good good report. Stock trading uh, up significantly. So getting back pretty much all of its losses from yesterday. With that being said, you if you were long this thing and you just watched 150 points go away, be you know overnight or the, the yesterday because of expedia earnings and now you're getting back 100 points of that say 90 points of it would you not be a little bit inclined to maybe lighten up of course
3: i mean but i mean this thing can go absolutely anywhere uh let's see we're trading at 1938 and big old bar you had a big old spike on that one and i'll give you your uh, your pre-market high Pre-market high comes in in 1973.70. That's uh, quite a ways up here, but I'm only going to give one number in this one because I'm terrible with $2,000 stocks. I'll just look at yesterday's high. Yesterday's high comes in in 1946 or 1945.22. You get above that, then you work into that gap area. Coming on the downside here, I don't know, it's been really quiet as of late, and uh, let's see what's been holding here. 1308 looks like to be a minor support point. But let's see. It'd be, what this stock needs to do is it needs to get back over yesterday's high and get into that gap and uh, do some work on the upside there.
0: Jump back over to the earnings parade and let's go to the house of Mouse. We've got to give it the love because uh, this is a good quarter. Uh, happy in the long-term portfolio here this morning. It's good for my long-term portfolio, obviously. Of 6%, what'd they say, Spencer? I think they said everything right, sounds they- like. They liked it. The EPS beat a buck 0.7 versus 95 cent estimate.
2: Sales was a slight miss, but essentially in line there. 19.1 versus 19.19 billion dollars. So essentially in line on that number. As far as the individual segments are concerned, uh, let's see. Media networks uh, revenue was up 22 percent year over year. Parks and Experiences up 8% year-over-year. Studio Entertainment up 52% year-over-year. And Direct-to-Consumer and International up 316% year-over-year. A lot of that, of course, having to do with the acquisition of Fox. But here we are nonetheless. Disney is rolling. What'd they say about the Disney Plus? It's ready to go. Launching next week. They announced a distribution deal with Amazon uh, and the Fire TV. Kind of giving the, the middle finger there to uh, to Netflix. But uh, it's
0: ready to go. I have no idea. Obviously, I hold this in my long-term account. And I'm sticking with that. But I really have no idea, you know, what to do at this point in time. Not with the long-term shares, but if I was in it for a trade, because you're kind of in the middle of nowhere here. I mean, you've had a nice rally. Do I want to buy it up eight points now? I hate chasing stuff. And then you look at the high at one forty-seven fifteen. You're like, well, you're still six bucks away from there. So there's not that much to lean on here either. So I, you know what? I'm just uh, there's no trade in here. I don't see a trade in here. I don't see a setup um i do give it to me uh
3: if i was long which i'm not i like to see what happens at 142. i haven't hit it yet in the pre-market trading 41.35 turning right at the highs of the session the reason i say that is there's a pair of highs there from august 2nd and august 6th 41.95 42.22 uh so you get through there maybe you're looking at the 144 handle but boy oh boy 142 likes a good resistance level and you know where's this specialist going to open or the designated market maker where's he going to open this thing to satisfy all those sell orders you know in the book i don't know who's going to be buying this thing up i mean, I
0: mean the volume's do- so high though yeah okay. it, it's hard so let's go look at the book here and also remember like we have it's not like we haven't been up here you know we've been trading you know up here a month and a half ago. it's not like we haven't been up here for years so I don't think there's a lot of, you know, real huge GTC. There could be a little bit in the book. I'll go look right now. I got my book actually open this morning. So um, bringing up I, will, open and I know bucket. you won't take this because you said you don't have an opinion, but
3: I don't think it closes over 142.
0: I, I have no idea. I, just, okay. I literally don't know. I mean, this part of the people probably that are down saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to get my money back. Like, I mean, I bought this thing at 139. So all of a sudden I'm back up in the thing. And you think if I had it for you know just a swing trader or you know a, a shorter term trade, I'd probably be like, "Oh okay, yeah, I got my money back. I'm in the hell out." <laughs> I mean, I had this in long term portfolio. So I will say, what I will say is, if this does not hold 140. So if for whatever reason this starts to leak and starts to go under 140, then I'm concerned. You want to see this thing stay above 140. That was the point in September where it got up to at the double top, and I think you know the old resistance becomes new support trick. As long as we can hold over 140, you don't want to see this thing start to leak in the pre-market and not open over 140, like a scenario like that. So, I mean, 140 is critical for the bulls. We want to see this thing stay over 140.
3: Okay, so well, there we got. You got your range, 140 to 140. I don't see how it doesn't trade under 140 today, but strangely. Well, things-
0: it could trade under 140, but yeah. you, I mean, if you want to see it close over 140. You don't want to see it like all of a sudden. You know, you might go down, you hit a few stops, people lean there, right? Um, but then it gets back up over. You don't want to see this thing go 140, and then 139.5, then 139. Now 140 is resistance again. If that was the case, then I would probably become a seller at 140. So 140 is critical. Okay. just for the stock and i mean these big numbers you trade around these numbers and you know maybe when we're out there in new york there in a week and a half maybe we can do some talk on trading around the big numbers you know and the strategies that are, are, are revolve around it because these numbers are huge you know and there's multiple ways to trade around just because it's a big number doesn't mean you're going to go to there and fail i mean sometimes it's you know it hangs out there and that can become a support level after too so all kinds of you know trades when you're trading around the big numbers
3: now, did we have a uh, expected move on this? I should open my platform instead of asking you every day, but uh,
0: I think the straddle buyer it was price- three or four percent. It was more than normal. Disney's yeah. usually like one and a quarter or one and a half percent, but because of the Disney Plus stuff, I, I feel like it was like over three. And if somebody has it, I'm too lazy to go look at it too. Okay, all right.
3: Let's move on. We got some uh, other big, big reports here. How about Stomps? Stomps.com coming yeah, back we were
2: having some fun with this one yesterday after the close so stamps man ra- who could have seen this one coming raising their guidance so the eps for the third quarter they beat a buck 12 versus a 72 cent estimate sales uh 136 versus 123 million dollars and then raising their full year eps guidance from uh the I, they only raised it by 20 cents. The low end was three dollars and 60 now it's three dollars and 85 cents, and they raised their uh sales guidance as well by 15 million dollars. So, on the low end of the range, so nothing crazy as far as guidance
3: raises, but a raise and a beat, and you filled that gap. You're bad. Well, this is interesting. Uh... Let's see. You're above that high. What was it? When they got a deal with the post UPS or something? Yeah. Who did they do a deal with? Yeah, that was UPS. Yeah. So I'll look at 94.74. Former high of the move. I'll call that support right now. Uh, if you fall back below that area, you could, could give a little bit back. But wow, we are closed at 80 bucks yesterday. Street leaning the wrong way into this report. I don't know, man. Make people make these short squirm and this thing go into triple digits today? I
0: Probably. Uh, Probably. And, and watch for the 100 break to become a potential fake-out, too. Just be careful. This thing breaks over 100, sneaks above it, then comes back below it. Again, if you're trading around big numbers, when something is breaking out, you want it to stay breaking out. You don't want to see it sneak its head above it and then come back down and then start going 99.98 because then that breakout might just be that dreaded fake-out.
3: Okay. A tough one. Uh, Ryan Craver. I don't, don't know.
0: see either uh, trade on either of these stocks. Not Disney not STMP. I just don't see the setups here on these stocks today. Like a bucking, I see more of a fade, um, just because there's other people, you know, who probably, you know, are happy to get their losses back from yesterday. But I just don't see the Disney. And I don't see the STM. I don't see clean setups here. And I mean, this is what trading is all about. Don't hit the curveballs. Don't hit the sliders. Hit the ones up the middle. There's nothing up the middle here, so I'm not making trades on either of these. Well, we'll give you another
3: uh, nothing up the middle trade, a wild pitch. Zillow Group trading up three fifty-four. One's here. always wild. Yep, thirty-six ninety-eight. They must have done okay, huh, Spence?
2: Uh, yeah. The Q3 sales guidance or sales number: seven hundred forty-five or seven hundred twelve million dollars. What? A, what is the EPS here, real quick? Earnings per share as I pull it up in my pro computer being a little bit slow right now. One sec oh there we go. Um, EPS, so they lost twelve cents, or they're supposed
0: to lose twenty two cents. So a beat and a beat. What do we want? Z up? or Z G, or as we say saying, Canada, Z or Z G, those are your two uh, stocks stocks wanna pick these the, the risk the the HFTR bots keep this right in line. These two stocks just move really well together. Um, I don't know. You're breaking out over 35. You got to stay above 35. So now you're in a little bit of breakout mode. I would say if I'm chasing it, which I'm not, you want to see it stay above 35. I'm just not that excited about it either. I don't see you're, a setup here either.
3: Um, okay. No good
0: setups here today, Joel. We got to find what something good.
3: Did? I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, I got a number here, 38. If you're looking for a potential target, that Your pre-market high, 38.40. And then, if you go back on your dailies, you got one high there at 38. Uh, that's 30. Well, that's actually 38.05. So, 38, 38 and a half potential sell zone there. If it breaks above that, uh, you get in an interesting area because there's really nothing until 42 uh, as far as support goes. It looks like you got a bidder here. Uh, someone's trying to bring in some stock here under 37. So I'd say 36 and, a half, 36 and 0.75 is a minor uh, pre-market support.
0: Let's do these two together. The two gaming stocks both reported Take-Two, which halted right before it reported, and an Activision Blizzard. Both had pretty good reports. Both got hit on it. Um, ATBI, I actually did a, a, a longer-term trade in my retirement. I sold half my ATBI ahead of the print. And then I turned around and took that money and bought Take-Two. So I was like, I'm diversifying myself in the gaming. I still think Take-Two is best of breed. And if you just look, Take-Two is down like 20 points in the last couple of months. So I thought it was time to strike. ATVI is up in that same time period. So there's definitely been, you know, come in from a pair trading perspective. So I'm in them both now. I'm in ATVI and TTWO, and I guess both half size positions
3: t uh, t w o spiked out do we want the numbers
0: it went low yeah give us the numbers Spence give us the numbers on both yeah, so and TT. they were good yeah
2: you know what's funny is typically and just this is anecdotally i feel like when a stock is halted in earnings it's usually a bad sign i and uh, I have, some it, stocks just do it i have Big no take 2 just always does it I have no data to back it up. It just seems like every time there's a stock halt that it's closed, it means get ready for really When it's
0: random, but I believe, believe, and I'm just going from my memory here, but I feel like Take-Two usually halts. Some stocks just like halting into the report. Apple typically halts too. So uh, Apple, well, Apple. I don't know if it did last quarter, but Apple halts sometimes too. Some stocks just like to halt into the report.
2: Maybe. All right. Anyway, take two. Uh, EPS a buck ninety-three versus buck sixty-eight estimate. Sales uh, nine hundred fifty versus nine twenty-five million dollars. So beat and beat for take two. And I'll just do activism while we're here. Yeah. Uh, they are also beating to beat. EPS $0. thirty-two cents versus $0. twenty-three cents, and sales of one point two versus one point one seven billion. So
0: beats everywhere for atvi and take two they commented on multiple games they commented on a lot of things we know is that fortnite 2 out yet is that out because this obviously fortnite is what brought these things to the gutter a year and a half ago and if we look here i i know fortnite 2 is coming out is it out does anybody know is fortnite 2 out i think it is it's the only thing that's the underlying you know yeah
3: yeah. Issue yeah. Potentially. Uh, um Here. Drake has not DM me to uh, check. It's me. a
0: trailer out for it. I don't know if the oh, game ch- is out yet. Chapter though. two is out. I, I chapter two is out. I think it's just a trailer. Christine
3: though. says yes.
0: Christine. Okay. Says Anyways, yes. the Fortnite is the thing that's hurt them. So we, you've got to obviously watch these stocks because of Fortnite, and that's always been an issue there. Fortnite two will probably be an issue for them as well. These are just not loved. And I thought about, so this is, you know, I was nervous about the ATBI report going on. I thought about selling the whole dang thing, which maybe would have been the call obviously in hindsight. But, you know, I took the money put it in Take-Two, diversify. I think long-term, I still like these. And, obviously, Michael Packer's been on a show, and he likes ATVI Long-term, I'm not sure what his opinion on was Take-Two, but I've always thought Take-Two was best to breed out of the big three, out of EA, ATBI, and TTWO. So, yeah, I kind of always wanted to own Take-Two, so I bought a piece yesterday. So, right. not the ATBI. I just – I don't know. I
3: mean, I'm, I guess I'm just too old. I just – I don't see these this, this, sector. I, I don't do it. I mean, for me, it's Asteroids, Pinball. Pac-Man. I mean, they are
0: played though. they, they video are, games are not going away. Um, there is the whole e-gaming aspect of it all. That these three are obviously pure plays to e-gaming. It's just not going away. So, and I think, I—I I think long term, I think these stocks are still got some value here.
3: Okay, one. Uh, they take two. They took it down to one oh eight fifty, and now you're back up. Bought it right back. Yeah, bought it right back. So. What's well, that tell you? <laughs> they
0: want to buy it yeah the di- the buy the dippers were all over take two not so much atbi so atbi hasn't been bought back nearly as much obviously off those lows so you can see just from after i was trading last night there was people or institutional money lurking on the dip on take two now it's all the way back up so on a dip i think you i think you got to be a buyer of take two i still think the stock is one of the better ones if not the best of the publicly traded ones I think eventually it makes new all-time highs. It's $140, $139.60. I mean, obviously you're 20 points away from there now. We didn't get up there on the last run, which is the bear's case that you got the long-term double top in there. But I think eventually these stocks have come back in a favor. I don't know when that is, but threw it in the retirement account saying eventually it's going to happen.
3: I'll tell you right now, keep a close. eye. Uh, first of all, you want take two to go green here, down $0.41 and one sixteen fifty. Uh, so it goes green. I think that's a major positive. It but is. You are trading this thing. You got to keep an eye on one eighteen fifty. Three of your last four highs are right under that. So above one eight, you know, gets above there. I think things uh really. Got a chance to rip to the upside. I think if you stay under this one, 1850, I think Bears are still in control on TTWO and then ATVI. Uh, that got hit. They bought it. Yeah, I mean, it's come back It up. went up
0: to 56 on the report. And so yeah. it was trading down ahead of the report, 54 and a half, and then it ran to 56 on the report. I actually thought about trying to short it on the report. It was so fast. So I went up there and I was like, oh, it's stalling out. Um, you could see it, just the initial headline, the algo's wrong again, they buy it on the beat. And then you could see there's just no bids and this thing, the algo just bought it all the way up to 56 and it's gonna puke it back out. And it just started collapsing and it kept going down, down, down. And we went under $53. So on that initial bar, algo, bad news, algo, bought up to 56, complete mistake by that. And then there was no bids. And then there was like hundred shares of 55 and a half, like hundred shares of 55. And they're smacking all that out. And I'm like, oh, this is going red. But even at that point in time, you know it's really hard to get a short on at that point in time because there's nothing to hit. So you can tell it's going down, but there's just nothing to hit. I mean, this is about you know, knowing the tape, and you know 20 years' experience. I'm pretty good at reading the tape. Sometimes you can read it, and this stock is going down, and there's no way to get it, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's just nothing to hit, especially after hours. Like you think, you know, when you trade during the day, you know you can always hit a bid. There's always a bid there within like a nickel or a dime. When you're after hours, sometimes there's nothing in there. So you knew it was going down. Do you want to hit it at 54 and a half now? Banking that's going heavy red? Not really after just traded 56. So then the trade's done. So you basically to make money had to be out there ahead of, the, ahead of the print. And then the print hits. The news algo buys it up on the beat and it's wrong. And the news algo loses significant money once again. All right, uh, let's see.
3: I gave the uh, take two, the ATV. I th- Dennis, thanks for uh, breaking down that trading action. Big bar from yesterday uh, in the issue, so very important for it to go green, which it might not be able to do, 54, 55. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's low right in that area, so we'll use that as resistance. Losing 54 here, that's not good. That's not good for the issue. Uh, a low... 52, Critical that holds Yeah. Really. I don't know. It just looks I, of- I'm
0: nervous on the ATVI. I like the take two better. So if you're looking, I own both in the long term portfolio, but as a trade, I would rather be in take two than ATVI because the after hours action looked better in the take two than it did in the ATVI. The ATVI still feels heavy to me. It's had a pretty good run. So, you know, obviously I own both in the long term portfolio, but I'd say I like the take two better than the ATVI. All
3: right, now, Disney just. Try to I thought I saw it higher than this. I thought I see it still 40,
0: hanging out one forty one. It's really settling in. So I don't think Disney's gonna have this wild three or four point sell-off from here. I don't think it's run three or It's kind of settling in. The price discovery has happened. The stock reported after the bell, about four hours of trading at last night. We've had another four and a half hours of trading already here this morning. It's kind of settled in. Hmm.
3: Uh DNH is looking for Expedia to bounce today. Well, if you're expecting Expedia to bounce today, it has to hold yesterday's low. And it's trading up, i tell you, it had, for that schlacking it took yesterday for it to only be up 52 cents.
0: On a booking huge beat like that? Yeah, not good. No, not good at all. I think it could go back red even. So this is just an example of a stock that everybody is annihilated in. If you were saying, okay, it's down 20, how low can it go? And you bought it you know, at 110 or 115 on the opening print. So here's, a, you know, here's what could potentially be happening. You have a stock that closed the previous day 135, has a disappointing earnings report, opens at 115, people are saying, oh, it's too cheap. There's definitely people that were saying it's too cheap. They bought 115. Within five minutes, it's at 110. Within 10 minutes, it's at 105. They're down 10% on their investment, because there could've been long-term investors coming in this, in 10 minutes. This is why you do not try to call bottoms, folks, Calling bottoms loses a lot of money. These things, the dust needs to settle here. The dust is still floating in the air. The meteor just struck. The meteor just struck. All the stuff and particles are thrown into the air right now. It's smoky. Nobody knows. Nobody can see anything. I mean, this is a mess here right now. Let the dust settle. Then you can look with, you know, when the smoke clears from the meteor strike, it can clear out. You got to wait a few days before picking a bottom, my opinion, on this one. You're coming in here at 98. This thing could be at 90. It might not be done yet. So, we don't know. I'm not saying it's going to 90. I'm saying I don't know it's not. So, you know, let the dust settle. We saw this with 3M, reported disappointing earnings, remember, and, and went down for three or four straight days afterwards. And we've seen this again and again this earnings season where some stocks, when they've really been hit hard, have continued to leak for three or four days and gotten really, really ugly. So I cannot say, you know, Expedia it's really bad that it's only up fifty cents when booking is up a hundred points.
3: That's what I that was my first That's option.
0: really, really bad. That's a that great was, point, thank, Joel.
3: Thank you for that uh, Star Wars analogy there
0: when you were <laughs> and trip trip advisors, same story. Both stocks annihilated. I mean, I cannot, you know, I would not be looking to buy a bottom of these things. Not today. Maybe eventually, but not today.
3: Did you hold on, uh, go for the W, wants to know if you uh, got out of any of your square yesterday. And I will say no. No, I'm in at all. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. I'm in it. It was a wild ride, though. I mean, the stock went red right off the opening candle. It did. I didn't get it. Like, the earnings were pretty good. Finally, the real money showed up, and they started buying the hell out of it. And it ran, and it ran, and it ran, and it ran. It ran from the low of the day, which is 60.5, up to over 66.5. You're talking about a 10% intraday move. Then it you, came back down. So now I think you have buyers below. I yep. think there's people saying, okay, that quarter was pretty good. I want to come in here and potentially you know, be a buyer here. So um, I think on pullbacks here, I might even add to the position. If it got down to 63, maybe even get lucky, get it down to 62, I might add to it. So I like square still.
3: So. Uh, I did notice on that one when I was doing the write-up for the show, it went four cents below, yes, the, the previous day's low. So if you were – uh, you know, so inclined to say, hey, the report's that bad. Maybe I'll try yesterday's low. Boom, you would have gotten filled and you wouldn't even have a chance to cart it up and it was moving in your favor. Uh, okay, that's uh, Dennis. What else did I ask people? Uh, okay, you answered that question
0: here. Somebody's adding, asking about Akamai. I mean, I had a rough day yesterday. Again, long-term portfolio. I threw it in there. Obviously, my timing has been bad on my long-term portfolio lately. But I will tell you this again. You know, I think about like my Merck investment. You know, this is why you have to separate retirement portfolio from trading portfolio. When I bought Merck, I bought it like $32 or $33. It went down to $26 on it <gasps> immediately, like almost like, you know, like within a month. Now look at Merck. And Merck, you know, I ended up making 200% on it. It took five years. But that ended up working out you have to be able to separate it you're never gonna get the timing perfect but a lot of times i buy when there's blood in the street i don't like to buy the first day when there's blood in the street in the case of expedia but once it does starts to settle i think i've got you know some value down here then i i do come in the in long-term portfolio and sometimes i'm wrong but i'm sticking in the long-term portfolio and i'm going for it i mean akamai had settled here for a long time it doesn't look good now i know, i would not want to be in this for a trade terrible candle yesterday. Tech did not really perform that well yesterday. There was a lot of tech stocks that opened strong and started to look weak. So timing, definitely off on my Akamai buy. I thought it might hold up here. And obviously not the case. It looks weak. I probably should sell it and re-get in it. But again, when I trade my long-term portfolio, it always gets me into trouble. Just like Qualcomm. I traded out of that well at 80. It went down to 68. I never re it. Now it's at 90. So in the long term, that 80 sell was actually bad because I didn't rebuy it. Separate the long-term investing from the trading. Don't confuse the two, and don't make a day trade become a long-term investment. Keep it completely separate. If I was an Akamai for a trade, I would probably sell it right now. But I'm in it in the long-term portfolio. Not going to look at it, and it's um, and we'll see how it does. Valuation's not that, ridiculous. That, yep, that's a big old low that you need to keep an eye on. It, but but again, if you're worrying about all these little technical levels as an investment, you're watching your investment Try portfolio yourself, way too much. My worst thing that I do is. I talk about my investment portfolio on the show. And I have to because I have to disclose that I'm in the stocks when you guys are talking about them. I did a lot better probably before the show when I didn't look at my long-term investment portfolio. That's how you have like a, you know, like stocks like like I've said before, a MasterCard. I bought it $16. It's 272. You know, this is you know long-term investing 101. Don't look at it. You know, and sometimes they're, they're terrible to look at. And, you know, obviously in the financial crisis back in 2008, 2009, I bought some stocks, my financial, my investment portfolio dropped 40% during the financial crisis. And it looked awful. You know what? All those stocks that I held through that though, like the people who panicked and sold it all obviously are not making the money. All those stocks that I held through that are all the biggest winners in my portfolio. I wish I would have held everything. I mean, I bought eBay at $11. eBay spun, spun off PayPal. An equivalent share. So eBay is 134 when you have the PayPal and the eBay now. It was 11 bucks. It's, a, it's a, up a 1,000% since the bottom of the financial crisis. Long-term investing, if you pick the good companies, works. If you're shaking out for 1% or 2 or 5% all the time, you're never going to get those big winners. Never going to happen. And I was just, for the, a,
3: for the uh, uh, AKMI, I was just, this is just from a shorter-term perspective. Yeah, I, and I'm saying the same thing. Yeah. I would
0: not want to own this short-term. Yep. Would not be in my short-term trading portfolio long right now.
3: 85.75, that was your low on the August 16th. And then you came down to 85.63. And then yesterday you came down to 85.5 and, and then not bouncing here either. So, Looking for some downside below eighty-five and a half on a short-term trade. Overnight. All right. Speaking of streaming and
2: Disney Plus and Akamai, let's let's look at the trade desk here. TTD. They also do some back-end technology for streaming providers. They had earnings yesterday after the close. Q3 EPS beat seventy-five versus sixty-seven cents. Sales beat. $164 million versus $163 million. They gave uh, some Q4 sales guidance that was higher than estimates, and they raised their uh, full year of sales guidance as well from
0: uh, by really a couple million bucks. So Which stock oh, was this? This is TTD. Oh, the trade desk. Yeah. So the report was pretty good. Yeah, good report. It doesn't matter. Momo, they hate you right now. So that's <laughs> so, why the stock is down. All that matters is sentiment towards the sector. They don't like anything that's trading with a nosebleed multiple. Same reason why they sold Roku on a good report yesterday. TTDs down. This trade will change. You will start to see the Momo catch love again. That's why I started nibbling on some Momo stocks like Workday in my long-term portfolio. Because you know what? Eventually, the story will turn here. Right now, though, nibbling is okay. I would not say flat-out buying is okay because all these things are massively out of favor. And I don't want to own any of them in the short-term trading portfolio. Not from the long side because they're all out of favor here. TTD, absolutely critical that it holds 180. I know the after-hours low. It's amazing, Joel, how these lows work. But you had so many lows back in September, October, like one, two, three, four lows, right around 180. Where do you think this thing got down to last night?
3: Uh, I see a print. It's 7888,
0: so basically. Call it 180. I mean, it's $180 stock within a buck of that low.
3: If you didn't have a bid out there. You never would have got it. Way down, good luck, Charlie. If
0: you were sitting out there with a bid at 180, you're happy you did it because the thing bounced and was 185 like five minutes after it printed out 179. And now obviously it's trading up at 188. So it's come back. So the good news is for TTD, this thing has come all the way back. I'd say, you know, lower 180s, you got support there and support is support until it's broken. So I'd be a buyer in the lower 180s leaning out at least say 177.
3: I mean, also the stock has really had one hell of a year also. If you look at it on a, a longer term perspective, it did, ended uh, 2008. 18 at 116.06. So, still sitting on uh, some nice gains in this one. So, just keep that in mind when, uh, you know, you're going and you think you're getting it cheap here at 188, 189. People still sitting on a lot of profits in this one. Uh, 832 S&Ps are hanging out just under uh, mid-range on the session. Down 350 at uh, 382.50. So, bouncing around pretty good here. Uh, Disney. Disney sniffed 142. Where did we get to the House of Mouse here? Uh, We got to 141.84, I believe. And then uh, we backed off a little bit. So that 142 level, I'm liking it even more now, uh, that you went up there. You went up to one. I thought I saw it higher than 141. Uh, Boom,
0: boom. Well, 141.10 right now. 141.
3: Yeah, got 141.85. So I don't know. Not calling it rolling over that the higher day is in or anything, but adding more significance to that 142 level. And well,
0: 132,000 shares to buy this morning. So far, the imbalance out it will probably grow significantly in DIS. Let's do one
2: more in non earnings uh, before we go to our guests. Let's do okay. the gap. The gap. Uh, oh, get, yeah. Um, Gave some preliminary guidance yesterday, in part because uh, the CEO, they announced the CEO is stepping down and also gave some guidance. So due to report earnings, on November 21st. So the guidance they gave yesterday, uh, just to give us color before that report, it wasn't good. They uh, lowered their, or I guess it was a big miss, their preliminary Q3 EPS guidance to give a range of 34 to 36 cents versus a 55 cent estimate. And they cut their full year EPS guidance uh, from the low $2 range to the high $1 range.
0: I mean, the CEO you know, basically just jump and ship here. This is just, we've talked about the gap. We've hate, hated gap here for a long time Um, on this show. If you've been listening to this, we've hated this from 20, we've hated this since like $35. And I'm not, you know, we're not tooting our own horn here, but we've not been a fan of the stock for a long time. When it rallied in 2017 from 20 to 35, I said, I have no idea why the hell this is rallying. I ended up being correct. Should, should have been shorted, I guess, but you know, it, it is what it is. Stock's $18, you know, close sixteen thirty seven. CEO says, I'm out. I mean, why? What? You're going to get an old Navy spinoff? Okay, that's the only good part of the gap. So they're going to be what left garbage.
3: What about Athleta? Do they own Athleta, Spencer?
0: They own a bunch of stuff, but it's all mall-based, like, or strip mall-based. I mean, I, 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 I you look them. at, like, American Eagle, you know, yeah, but Aeropostale went away. I mean, American Eagle, I think the same story here. I just don't see the growth i don't see a reason to own these retailers you know these you know teeny bopper whatever you call it retail stores i mean yeah they got some cheap clothes in there but you can buy cheap clothes on the internet i mean i can buy cheap clothes a lot of other places too i just don't want to be long of these stocks well, not at american eagle not the gap none of them doesn't doesn't the gap own banner public they're okay but Air Republic's good yeah they're they okay. got a couple good pieces they got a couple okay pieces Dennis, you, you wear free stuff more than – like your shirt you well, wear. Well, right it. now. Yeah. That's why I got to go to New York in a week and a half to get another T-shirt. You wore it. I got to get a free T-shirt at the Benzinga Fintech yeah. Awards. Wait a minute. You wore that shirt yesterday. No, I did not wear it yesterday. I wore I, – I, I definitely didn't wear it you yesterday. You wore it. I, yesterday. I
3: thought, what, the, what was the goofy one you wore Whatever. Okay. Yesterday.
0: I wore the Billy shirt with Arnold. Hey, hey. All right. Whatever. Fine. I wore the comma, 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 chameleon oh. shirt. <laughs> I, got all, I wear a different okay, t-shirt every right, day, right, but you know, I'm right, that You should be complaining about my Benzinga shirt. Raz, if you're not in the back, complaining, right. he's complaining about me wearing a Benzinga shirt. I'm not. All right. I you let, out. Let's bring in our guest today, Bill Baruch. He's the founder and president
2: of Blue Line Futures. Uh, joins us periodically, uh, break down all areas of the market. Uh, Bill, good morning. Can you hear us? I can hear you. How are you today? Doing well. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great. So, I don't know if you're listening. Uh, any, any opinions on anything we were just discussing about the gap or any of the earnings from yesterday?
1: Um, I, I did hear you guys talk about Disney. Uh, you know, I'm looking at that from a couple perspectives. Got the chart, really, really constructive chart, and th- that can't be ignored here. Uh, obviously, the, the breakout back in the spring, holding the 200-day moving average, in, and um, as you guys discussed, trading above 140. 140 is a pretty pivotal level here. It's, it's a peak from September, fell off there, and it's a 618 retracement. For me to see the move here, hold that 200-day, and you get a weekly close out above 140, I think that's extremely constructive. I, I like Disney, and, and the earnings call was, was very upbeat, exuberant, I, I think, overall, too. Um, you, know, you saw some components that, that bounced back from, from poor for their quarter three. You, see, you had the, uh, the theme parks. Uh, the studios uh, revenues, those all came in much better than expected. And, and I think, you know, you're seeing a good picture. here looking out to, to Disney plus launch. So I, I, I like Disney a lot.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, we've talked about it. It's just such a, it's a compelling story. Um, so, and the launch is next week. So we'll see how that goes. They didn't disclose how many uh, pre-subs they have. So we'll see next quarter uh, what they actually get. As far as subscribers for the new service, let's, let's move on here. Let's talk about the banks. We've yep. been talking on our show about this this temporary or, I don't know, I guess it's temporary, this shift in the past few days, a few weeks from growth to value and how long that could last. Uh, banks are a part of that. So give us your view here of what's happening in the financials.
1: I, I like the banks a lot. But I've, I've liked the banks a lot for, for a while. I mean, a lot of the media I've done, going back to the summer, I, I've loved JP Morgan, was was one of my favorite stocks out there, looking for a breakout. I mean, I put a target about 130 out there uh, at least over a month ago. You know, so is it, was it is this where you buy them? I mean, you can't just chase price action up here. I mean, I think you got to look at the broader market, too. A lot of the, the move that we've seen here over the past couple of weeks, I mean, this is what we were expecting. So... I like the banks, but I, I think you want to let them cool off a little bit. If you're if you're more of a trader here, the the one thing I, I do like about them too is is you're seeing stability in the rate overall the rates, uh, Treasuries yesterday big washout in Treasuries, so you're seeing a nice move in rates. You're seeing a steepening curve. That's that's great for the banks. Uh, you know, J P Morgan again 130 was was a, is a target of mine that we're basically there. You're going to run in some resistance in uh, Bank of America, just overhead, a couple of dollars overhead. You got a longer term retracement level. Um, I mean, we're, we're out, breaking out of a more near term range in Bank of America, but you're going to get some strong resistance, about 35 uh, you know, So, so again, there's, there's definitely some overhead resistance, no reason to chase it. But I think the banks are something you want to keep a, keep a close eye on uh, as long as the, the rate picture remains stable. Now, but also talking about rates, too, and not the transition too quickly, but um, looking at the broader market, you, you start getting the Treasury, the 10-year, closing in on 2%. That's something that's going to you know, be an elephant in the room. Is this market going to withstand uh, rising rates, at least you know, at the velocity that we saw over the past 48 hours and really through last week? So that's something to really keep a pulse on, too.
2: And Bill, do you like, uh, so I guess before we leave the banks, though, you'd be buying on dips?
1: Yeah, I mean, ideally, you know, look to retest that breakout, look for some construction closer to the 120 range and JP Morgan, 120 to 123. Um, I mean, looking back at Bank of America, too, you know, we had a, a trend line breakout recently, it, you know, coming back in and maybe even testing some of the recent highs, you know, closer to $31. I mean, so, again, you don't not, you don't need to chase this stuff. Be patient. You're going to have your buying opportunities. What about energy here? Do you like energy? I have not been a fan of energy. Um, I've been fairly bearish. I mean, overall, broadly talking about crude oil, it struggled to get above the 200-day moving average, couldn't close above there again yesterday. Looking at some of the bigger names, like an Exxon, I mean, yeah, there's decent earnings reports, but they're not doing anything. I mean, they're they're really lagging the market, and I think that theme is going to continue. Um, I mean, there's a big downward trend. I, I think I would have to see a big steady move in something like Exxon out above 82, about $82. I mean, to even start to get excited about it, but, but ultimately I, I think rallies could be sold into as, as shorting energy names, shorting the sector, shorting crude oil. I, I just think it's an underperformance going to continue to be so.
2: You, you also said yesterday that when we spoke that you liked Google, explain yeah. that. Well,
1: you know, Google is one of those ones that we're not really even hearing much about right now, but they're, you know, we trade it. We're trading out to new high, new record high yesterday. A um, trend line overhead wise, we're, we're breaking out above. So I mean, this, this is telling me, you look at a, look back to last week, we, we fell off a uh, really well-defined trend line there. And yesterday just shot right through it. So I want to see weekly close above there. You know, let's call it 1300. Let's see. I want to see some, some construction against yesterday's action, but you know, you had somewhat of a, you know, underwhelming earnings report. You're getting this Google alphabet powering back. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I like the stock. I like what we're seeing, you know, uh, coming out of that earnings report. I like what we're seeing in, in the technicals as well, breaking out above that trend line. So, I mean, it, it looks really healthy right now.
2: Someone just dropping this in the chat. Is Google
1: value tech now? W- would you say that? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they can consider that okay. value yet. I mean, but... I mean, relative to some of the I'll others you guys are
0: talking about. I'll it. say it. That's value tech. <laughs> okay. I'll say it. All. I've been saying Google for a while, growth a reasonable price. I mean, you look at a lot of fang, really, when you look at the valuations on some of these. They're not crazy. I mean, obviously, Netflix, we can throw that one out. But Facebook valuations is not crazy. Google, I don't think it's crazy. I okay. mean, the growth is still there, too. I'm Obviously, Apple is total value tech. Even Microsoft, I mean, let's talk value tech for a second here. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, you know, even look at a stock like Microsoft. I mean, it's been an incredible, you know, resilient stock, obviously, holding up, you know, even to it's last year and then having a nice run this year. What are your thoughts on a stock like Microsoft? Can that continue to run?
1: I, I love Microsoft. I've been saying that for a while. Uh, it's been one of my favorites out there. Uh, you know, this morning, too, I, I was on uh, CNBC Worldwide Exchange. And they, they wanted me to talk about another name other than Disney, the streaming wars. I, I like Apple. I mean, I think you're seeing a lot of the the shift away from the, the, the revenue concentration on on the iPhone. You're seeing some good numbers come in the streaming. They're doing some some innovation that way. I, I think Apple is is really a place as well to be looking at uh, I'm I find, you know, obviously Amazon has a lot of number of things going on, but I, I prefer Apple over over at Amazon, over at Netflix, when we're talking about streaming.
2: Any other earnings reports that have surprised you one way or the other?
1: You know, I, I mean, I guess, I guess not, not surprising with Chevron. I think Exxon su- surprised me a little bit. Uh, you know, we've seen, you know, obviously the, the, you guys are discussing Expedia, uh, booking, uh, you know, just pretty, pretty bad or earnings across the board. I think you're looking at, there wasn't much expectations for them. Uh, but, you know, for, for what we're seeing, you know, I think overall, uh, there, there's a lot of spending, but the, the environment we're seeing is people are, are traveling. You would, expect the, you would expect the industry to have a little better uh, numbers coming out of that. So I think just looking at it this week, the, the uh, travel sector was, was a little surprising. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, it's not going back a couple of weeks ago. Was uh, was Chipotle? Uh, you know, it's just continued to to kind of uh, trickle lower, but uh, we're closing in on the on the 20 moving average. So I think there's something there that, that to keep definitely keep an eye on. It's an area that was a big pocket through through the early part of the year that that we want to see this thing hold out above about 720. So yeah, I think if I had to pick the most surprising one over so far, uh, disappointing wise, was, was has been Chipotle but I think there's still a good area of support coming in around seven twenty to keep an eye on
0: what about McDonald's.
1: Oh, well, I mean, McDonald's, you got, you got a couple other headwinds going in there too, coming out of this week, but uh, you know, I, I think it's a tough one to touch right now with the, with the uh, overall shift um, on, on the top of the executives, but, it's been a good stock. I mean, nothing, nothing overall long, long term, but I mean, you're seeing this, this a lot of damage more recently um, on a technical basis, 190, you want to see a battle there. 190 you know, where it really started to lift off this year. If it can hold that you, 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 and you can see some more positive headlines, I mean, there's definitely decent value in, in, in something like McDonald's, uh, but, but what you don't want to see is, is, you know, sort of can, head, headlines. that like, can be a headwind there and then it's potentially seeing it slip somewhere of 170, 160. I mean, that's where there'd be really good value, but you don't want to be jumping in at 190 hoping it holds, trying to catch a falling knife, and then and you find it at 160.
3: We're on the line with Bill Baruch. He is the president of Blue Line Futures here. Bill, uh, a couple questions here, or first question, then a comment. Uh, I know you follow the futures markets, S&Ps, crude oil and stuff, so what do you do for targets on the upside here when you keep Breaking out and making—I mean—a big old breakout like this—and uh, I still when I do my levels, I like to have some resport support. I like to come up with resistance, uh, both sides of the market. Uh, how do you how do you come up with numbers? How do you come up with resistance?
1: Well, we put out research each day for the future side, uh, and you know the S and P uh, as well as the Nasdaq. We've had some good levels after the upside. You go back to April. There's uh, there's a trend line overhead, trend line in, in both. Okay. And 3,115, the S&P, is a big level that we're watching. Um, this, in fact, has been our target in the research that goes out each day. Uh, correlating with that, the NASDAQ has a level of 8240, that trend yeah. line. From, same thing, same rising trend line. Uh, NASDAQ has gotten out above it, though. I've also talked about the, the wall around numbers of the NASDAQ more times than not. Even look at last night. You had 8,196 in the, in the NASDAQ before bouncing. You're you're getting you know the low around numbers. These... The, the round hundreds end up performing. So when we started breaking out more early part of this week, um, the S&P had about 1% to go and, and hit that 3115. And, and then you're looking at about, about uh, you know, almost 1% to go in the NASDAQ to hit 8,300. So that's really my next resistance up there in the NASDAQ. Uh, another thing I'd like to look at is when we consolidate in ranges. And what's, that, what's that range? And, you know, is that, is that range a 40-point consolidation? Then we're breaking out above that range. Or breaking out below that range, you should be able to get. You know, if we're talking about breakouts. Um, you, you should get another forty-point extension there. So I like to look at that as as a way to eyeball where this market goes, and then, but as well, looking at a, at a fifty percent of that of that range extension too. So it can give you a way to to plan ahead. Uh, and I always like to. I mean, listen. If your if your time frame is shorter, then then you want to be able to be trading on your on your own accord. You don't want to be being forced out of the market. So if your, time, if your timeline is, you know, you're a swing trader in the market and you're looking at 48 hour holds of positions to up to a one week long hold of positions, then you want to be selling into strength. You know, you want to have those targets uh, because more times than not, you know, there's a lot of headline volatility out there and you're prepared to reenter as, as that as well. So, uh, you know, we, we have a very shorter term uh, mentality with Blue Line Futures. We're, our research is catered towards where is the next 3 to 5% in the market, mm-hmm. uh, shorter to intermediate term, but it can also be used to day trade some of the levels there. Uh, and then you know, we're going a soft launch right now, uh, but Blue Line Capital is, is a wealth management form, firm that uh, you know, that's, that's going to be fully launched here in 2020, so we're real, real excited about that. Uh, it's given our, us a, a way to work with current clients uh, on the future side and, and be able to do portfolio management with them and do some of the stock picking, some of the stock talk that, that uh, I've done in the media and, and research I've put out and be able to, to make a, uh, a, an impact on their portfolio in that way as well.
3: All right Bill before I let you go I know you're in the offices of the uh, Chicago Board of Trade there the Merck, uh and you spent some time uh, on the trade desk at Lynn Waldock and MF Global do you yes. have uh, do you have a good uh a good pitch story a good story a bad story or Something from uh, you know being on the floor that uh, helps sh- uh, shape your trading strategies. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, back at MF Global when I when I was really first cutting my teeth on commodities, I, I was really quickly learned you know how well you know leverage can work for you, but as well work against you. And you know, I saw I saw different different um, traders you know hold positions you know investors on the re- on the desk more of a retail or somewhat uh, professional, but uh, uh, coming in and you know, you could be right in a market for, for uh, I'm sorry, you could be wrong in a market and you can hold that position and you can just, you can kind of just with misery kind of hold it out. And, it, and the market's going to, at some point could come back and, and, and you'll feel like you, you won, you, you, you made money on it. So, and, and then, uh, it, but that mentality in the end is, is what gets people, you know, there's a good story going back at, uh, you know, with that uh, wheat, I think it was 2000, 2008, I think it was 2008 or 2009. Wheat, you know, it, it, it kept rallying, a big, big, huge move. And uh, there was there was a client on the desk just fading it, fading it, fading it, sending money, fading it, you know. And then then wheat rolled over. He he he, he championed the the move, but but that mentality is what got him in the end. Because you know, a few months later, natural gas ripped his face off, and, and that and that was the end. So you know, it's you can't you can't just keep throwing money at a position. You got to have um, you got to have a management strategy for the long term. So that's what I'll leave you with there, I guess.
2: Uh, Bill, if if you like leverage, you should try Robinhood. I feel, I, I hear <laughs> a
1: yes. lot of
2: really good uh, opportunities for using leverage there. Bill Baruch, he is the founder and president of Blue Line Futures. Bill, thanks so much for the time today.
1: Thank you for having me. Look forward to joining you guys again soon. All
2: right. Thanks, eight, Bill. 8.51. we got a couple more minutes. We're not going to do a, a hot potato today. Instead, we're going to bring on... Uh, Patrick Lane uh, from Benzinga to talk a little bit more about the uh, upcoming
3: Fintech Awards. But we've got a few minutes before that, so let's cover mm-hmm. some more stuff, I guess. Uh- uh, Bitcoin under 9,000, uh, down 430. <laughs> no, I just thought I'd mention it, 8,790. That that popped to 10,000 uh, being quickly faded here. Uh, S&Ps uh, still down three. Disney under 141. I don't think it's going to open over 140.
0: Well, 140 is big. I mean, it's getting sucked down right now. So can it open over 140 is going to be the question you asked me about size there. I cannot see in the book that far. Maybe JV Speck's book, sometimes he sees further for some reason, got a better book than I do. I can see up to 138.25 right now. So many levels in there. Yeah, there's a lot. So there's there's some size to chew through. So I don't know. Can it open over 140? That's going to be the critical number for the stock to hold.
2: Let's look at the Yelpster Yelp reported yesterday after the close. EPS missed 14 cents versus 19 cents. Sales beat 262, well, essentially in line at 262 million dollars. Not a great report from Yelp.
0: Just bar set low. Stock killed into the report. Everybody's expecting the worst, and wasn't that bad. But you got overhead supply coming <laughs> in here all over the place. 33 to 34. I'm not. I I think the short setup's a lot better than the long setup here. Thirty four, leaning at thirty four. So if I was gonna short it, I'd say, you know, I, I'd wanna thirty thirty four, but then you can almost gotta get it. it's hard to short it, but if I was long this thing, I'd be like, Thank you for giving my losses back from yesterday and the couple days before, I'd be getting the hell out.
3: Ah, boy, oh boy! Battle at 33 is what we're going to look at today. It is over 33 right now, but you had a pair of highs from Wednesday and Thursday: 33.26 and 33.14. So if it could hold 33, I think I would take the others. You know, I'd look for this to go higher. Under 33, a lot of room underneath, close near the low of the session. But I think you will find buyers here. People maybe shorted a little bit. uh, a little bit too late yesterday. Uh, so what do we got? We got eight fifty two. Yeah, let's do like
2: one more. Um, I'm going through the chat here. I know we, we've been missing a lot of those. I see, I see here. So w- let's look at uh, Turtle Beach here. Uh, remember when that one – Is that
0: still stock?
2: Yeah. I, yeah. Someone dropped it in the chat here. They reported uh, yesterday joking. after the close, the EPS beat and the sales beat, but they lowered their guidance for the year, the full-year EPS guidance.
0: I mean, it held uh, after hours. I I did see it below nine. Uh, how yeah. low did we get? I would say eight forty six would be the major support there. Unbelievable oh. these moves. You know what? You just gotta sometimes trade these things after hours at these levels. That like I hadn't even saw the after hours chart till so you just brought it up there. And look, it bounces right at that support level eight fifty. So eight fifty is your line in the sand. I mean, that's the level that absolutely continues to need to hold. Um, uh, Long term, I think you know this is a stock I definitely don't want to own, like not at all. But short term, you got a level. Eight fifty is the level you're leaning on. Yeah, and what Dennis is
3: referring to is all those lows back at the end of August, early September, at eight fifty. Stock was twelve fifty a couple days, you know, a couple weeks ago. Now at eight fifty, I see that. Uh, we'll see what happens at mm-hmm. nine bucks too. You had a um, a low. Uh, right at nine at nine oh five a few under here so first nine bucks and then uh, dennis mentioned that uh, major support there at just eight, keep it simple
2: keep it simple stupid all right joel quick update for us on market
3: uh we're leaking a little bit down 350 here Um uh, i don't know gotta, gotta go green on the session that all-time closing high from 3086 is what we're going to keep an eye on as a target. And uh, we are joined here by Mr. Patrick Lane. Uh, he works on our corporate events uh, division. And when him and Nicole tell you to do something, you do it.
4: Very you, kind of you, you for get, having you us, get, my friend. You
3: get in trouble. So we got the big event coming up a week from Tuesday. And uh, tell us about the event, some of the highlights, and uh, get some more people to participate.
4: Absolutely. And thanks for having us, you guys. Uh, we really appreciate the audience, and, and Joel and Dennis and Spencer really kill it for you guys every single day. So we're very, very proud to have them on the team. Um, one of the things that I think is really the, the killer about this event is that, you know, being at Benzinga, we are a fintech company, we're a financial media company. This event is sort of the cross section of those two things, right? We have all of the major players in the fintech space, the big corporates. Uh, The guys that are changing the game from you know the seed stage level, the the fintech startups that are bringing those new ideas to the table, and we're letting them all meet one another. So in one way, it's a it's a big B2B play with lots of partnerships on display in some of our content, like Green Dot and Stash and their new their new partnership, Um, you know other things like that that we're going to put out there. The three different panels I think that might be interesting for you guys are the brokerage panel and how that space is going to shift. For the zero commission customer, right? You're gonna you're gonna hear from TradeStation and Webull and TD Ameritrade, uh, Trading Central on that specifically. Uh, we're gonna talk about market data and how uh, that relationship with some of these fintech companies, uh, us being one of them, uh, but specifically provided by the exchanges, is uh, another really really cool topic. So you hear from Nasdaq and CBOE, OTC markets on that. Um, and then, you know, we're going to we're going to talk about data in general and how that's that's changing the game for some of these fintech startups and how they're forming, uh, you know, what their trajectory is like. Um, long story short, you know, the one thing, the, the one highlight you guys should know is that Joel and Dennis are going to be there in person. Right. You got to come see these guys shake their hands Pat him on the Besides
3: back. Besides us, who are some yeah. of the big boys that are going to be
4: there? Oh, so, we got all yeah, of them. Talk, talk to some of the big we boys. We got all of them, yeah. I mean, in the investing space, I mentioned a couple of them, right? Um, but you'll also hear from people like Quicken Loans. You'll hear from WorldQuant. You'll, you'll hear from Amazon. Um,
3: JP Morgan.
4: Uh, JP Morgan will be there. IBM. Um, IBM Watson. Tom Eck will be there. Um, it's, it's really interesting stuff, too. I mean, I think at the end of the day, this event is one where every single person – is is interested to meet one another, right? We're all we're all walking the floor. We're all listening to the content. Lots of partnerships, uh, uh potential
3: there. All right, Spencer told me not to ask you to sing.
4: I would never do that on this.
3: You would not do. I on would
4: this? never do that on he's this. i a good singer. Yeah, I have to talk to my agent first.
3: He he's a great singer and
4: you guys, great actor. You too. guys, Joel Joel's drunk. I don't know what he's talking so
3: about. What about <laughs> the Tech Awards? Can you? Wasn't there a song that they made up a few years ago at the? Fintecho I was really World?
4: hoping you would forget that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. J- Jason wanted all of us to sing a song, and I forget what it was. It was like Howie Day or or. Uh,
3: Did he have someone have make no up idea. a song? Maybe that was pre-Patrick. That yeah, Spencer it was Spencer.
4: A- it was you. What was the song? Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should have asked Spencer to sing it. I think okay. that's what you should have done. You guys uh, make sure you ask Spencer in the chat for
3: Okay, else. any uh we handed out some special deals yesterday Is there anything? We got uh we got a little over a week here. Can we can we uh cook up another promotion or what do we got going? What's the best way for people to uh to sign up for the event?
4: Yeah, uh, we'll make it really simple for you guys. It's bzawards.com and that's plural bzawards.com. Use the code. Uh, I think it's PMP
0: VIP Market okay. Pro.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and that should get you a, a nice little discount in. And I think we we're running some flash sales for uh, a competition for a couple of free tickets. So if you go on there now, you might get in for free.
3: All right, Patrick Lane, running uh, our corporate events here at Benzinga. You get to uh, see Patrick at the awards as well. Thank you. We'll get you. You and Nicole on next week. Thank My you. My
4: pleasure. You guys, take care.
3: Triple D, are you still there?
0: Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to put together uh, uh, three presentations um, on the side stage, I guess, for the FinTech Awards there, and we're going to talk trading over there too. So not only are you going to get a chance to meet, you know, the people like Gene Munster who are going to be there on the big stage and talking, you know, the technology behind it. We're going to be there talking trading as well. So um, I'll give you a little sneak preview here next week um, on what I'm going to talk about. Um, if you have something I haven't, you know, I've got just so much material sitting on my computer. And I obviously, I put these together, um, you know, and talk with different subjects. If you have a specific subject, you're going to be there. And you have a specific subject, you know, give me some ideas, because I can maybe throw some of this stuff into some of my presentations as well. So, you know, obviously, I'm going to probably be focused, you know, on different strategies that, you know, I talk about on the show all the time. But, you know, I can also talk about different things as well. So send me, you know, tweet at me, or, you know, hit me up in the chat. Or um, you know, there's there's different ways. Obviously, tweet Twitter is the best re- way to reach out me. Um, and send me your ideas for what you want to hear out there at the Pentech Awards.
3: Yep, and uh, I'm, yeah, I'm cooking. Uh, I'm cooking one up there too. So we'll uh, we'll do it. I uh, will try and you know do uh, really specific things. We'll try to do some general things. And I also got a special announcement here, Dennis. And uh, you don't know about this, but you know we're doing the show there in the morning, right? We're not. We can't. The way it's working out, we're just going to be able to do it on the stage, and we're not going to be able to have a lot of visitors in there, but uh, guess who is going to drop by and be a special guest on the show when we're in the Big Apple? Who's that? One of the funniest guys on Wall Street.
0: You're bringing on... The
3: the funniest guy. Hit the bed? Yep. Kenny Glick? Yep.
0: Kenny's always good. Kenny's going to come on the show live. Nice.
3: Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, Frank, uh, no hot potato today. Uh, we, next, uh week, next, next week, next week, next week, we we'll, promise, we'll, we'll but we, cook something yeah, up. we're
0: trying to do some, uh, I'm disappointed in no hot potato. I was ready to really bring it this week. Yeah. All right. Well, you'll have to wait till next week. <laughs> all is, right. All uh,
3: say. before we close out the show, uh, we're just, we're down to here. Nice 14 point range. Let's keep an eye on the pre-market low is uh potential support and, uh, Disney, uh, I'm the fade here, folks. Uh, maybe won't see that one forty-two today.
0: One forty is critical, and it's leaking. Uh, it looks like to me, it's they're sucking it down to one forty for maybe an open at one forty or below it. That's a concern.
3: I mean, I just like you said, there's one hundred thirty-two thousand to buy in the open. I, I just I, I, one hundred
0: ninety-two now. It's going to continue to grow, but there's a lot of size to chew from. It's right now the projected opening. So you know, this is something that comes out at eight o'clock as well. I got projected opening prices right now. The projected opening is one thirty-nine. That changes as more order flow keeps coming in. Obviously, we're not opening for 28 minutes here yet, so that's going to continue to change. But you can bring that information up. I projected. I can give you a projected opening for any stock on the New York Stock Exchange right now, you know, where it's projected to open. Those change obviously, you know, as you continue to see you know, new orders come in. But you know, as of right now, like Square is projected to open at $62 because it's got 66,000 to sell. But that's not going to open down. There. There's going to be a lot of people like I would come in and buy it at 63. as going to be other people that come in. So it's probably going to open down, you know, as other things, If, if unless something drastically happens to in the market. But, you know, a lot of times you see these opening prices and their projections are so low because there's just no orders in there yet. And a lot of times the orders don't come in until the last, you know, minute before the open. All the high-frequency traders come in there too, you know, right before the open too. So, you know, you see something projected opening down five points, high-frequency high frequency traders, liquidity providers like myself will come in and, you know, buy that stock, you know, put orders out there to buy the opening cycle. Like, I'll buy that thing if it opens down five bucks. But I mean, it's information. Ask your broker for that, you know, the projected opening price. I use it every day. Okay. All right, Spencer, you
3: want to wrap things up? Right.
2: Preview Monday show. Yeah, well, just real quick, going back to the event, Patrick gave you the promo code and the website. I'll do you one better. I'll give you a direct link to the Eventbrite page. Just dropped it in both of the chats. Again, promo code is... Uh, um, PMP VIP uh, to get uh, that discount to the FinTech Awards. I want to thank our guest today, Bill Baruch. Thanks to all of you in our chats. Please remember all the information on our show meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you on Monday